welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. tonight in the first chapter if you will Matthew chapter 1 Matthew chapter 1 good to see you all here tonight and uh, praise God this weather I'm glad it's a little warmer hallelujah hallelujah glad it's warmer, praise God, but uh, it's one of those things that uh, you know that it could fool you the next day, be nice and warm today and then tomorrow it could be snow and ice and everything else. Matthew, if you will read along with me, chapter 1, verses 18 through 23, and you'll say, but pastor, this is a Christmas scripture. It's not, it's an everyday scripture. I want to start with this tonight because, amen, when you look at the life of Christ, the important thing about me is when I look at the life of Christ, he is an example. He exemplifies what I need to do. And uh, in this last day, with everything going on, and, and uh, weather balloons fly, flying all over the place, You guys didn't hear about the weather balloon flying all over the place? It's not a weather balloon. And they found out that they're kind of spying on a lot of people. And uh, But we live in the last days, folks. And we have to realize that we may not know what's going to happen tomorrow. Anything could happen. That's why living a Christ-like life is going to help us in the end, right? Now the birth of Jesus Christ, verse 18, was on this wise or as follows. 
When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, he was upright. That's what that means, a just man. Being upright and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately or secretly. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived or begotten in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, literally Savior. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet Joel, saying, or by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted or translated is God. Everybody say, God with us. Amen. God with us. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for your word. Amen. It's your word, God, that we must stay tethered to and we must read and familiarize ourselves with it because it's that word that's going to help us through the good days, the bad days, the ups and downs, the mountaintop experiences, the valleys. And in this last day, the last of the last days that we're living in, Lord God, it's going to help us along the way. So we'll pray, God, for the next little bit that will you help us to focus on you, let your spirit rest in this place, anointing flow, amen, and everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. We don't like to look at it this way, but Jesus was born to die. Jesus was born to die. You know, when you were born, there is a number, if I can say it that way, that's on our lives. He knows the hair of the head. He can count them. Some of us have a little more than others. And, uh, but he knows. He talks about life like a blade of grass, like a vapor. Talks about the brevity of life. But when you are born, you are dying. Now, we don't like to think about things like that. But in, in the Lord's sense, he was born to die. Amen. So to say that he came to earth for any other reason uh, would be an error. And if we take our time to search the historical records of his life, you will find there's 55 passages in the book of Matthew. There's 24 passages in, in the book of Mark, 44 in the book of Luke, 75 passages in the book of John, all referring to what we call the sin problem. I was uh, 
kind of amazed the other day when somebody tweeted a very popular person, somebody that is very well known in the singing world, that said, if God does not judge America, he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, other people have said that down through the time, but but if he does not judge America, he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Those are powerful words. I'm not all for sure that he understands what that is, okay? But we must realize that that God's hand of mercy is, is operating right now, but there will be a day of judgment. And you and I need to make sure that we're on the right side of this, right? Amen. So there is a lot of scripture in the Bible that talks about, refers to the sin problem, and also talks about the salvation of humanity, of you and I. How many is glad you know that tonight? And so the New Testament makes it clear with uh, positive statements, things that we uh, read and, and, and it instructs us and it shows us what his mission was. And what was his mission? The Bible says that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. What's the scripture say? You'll call his name Jesus. You'll call him Savior. For he's come to save his people from their sins. Do you believe that tonight? Turn to your neighbor and say, I believe that. Amen. I believe that. And so there has never been a name revealed to us that has brought life, power, healing, deliverance, hope. There is no other name that can bring you those promises to your life. None. I don't, I don't, we don't pray and lay hands on somebody and say, uh, in the name of James Blackford. We don't, we don't pray and call the name of Brother Howard or Brother Lyle or Brother Greg or Brother Paul. Brother John, Brother Ralph, we don't call somebody's name over them because it would do nothing. But when you call on the name of Jesus, you understand that whatever you need in your life at that moment is available for you, right? Oh, let's clap our hands and praise Him. It's, everybody say, it's available. Amen. It's available to us. And the Lord knows that our world that we live in needs His availability in their life. And so the reason for this is because He is more than just a man. Amen. More than just a man. The Bible says, you call His name Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. There's nothing like that. 
Amen. You don't have hope in this world. The world, thank God for medical science, they do great things, right? They do great things. You know, in my case, they gave me another pill today. Trying to get my sugar down. I just wish the Lord would heal me and then fix this thing. And if he fixed this thing, I wouldn't worry about that stuff. Can somebody say amen? Amen. How many felt like that yourself before one time or another? But God knows. God knows. God knows what's going on. Amen. But he is God with us. How many's glad that he can heal you or he can walk with you through whatever you're going to go through? So let's, let's look at Philippians, the second chapter tonight. I'm going to read verses 8 through 11 and notice what it says. And being found in the appearance of, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death, everybody say the death, of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him a name, given him a name, which is above every name. Amen. Everybody say every name. In other words, what he was saying is, I'm giving him a name that is more excellent than any other name that's out there. More excellent. Everybody say more excellent. Amen. How many loves the name of Jesus? Amen. He's the one you speak that name and devils flee. They tremble at the name of Jesus. That's why you got to get familiar with him because you don't just want to call on him. Amen. It's like Samson when he had the presence of God, the power of God, and then all of a sudden uh, he got his eyes on the world and, and got his eyes uh, at, for places and cities that he shouldn't have been where he was told not to go. But he went and then all of a sudden, amen, over a period of time, he was worked on to where it ended up. You know the story. He lost his eyes. He gra- was grinding at the mill. His life totally changed. That's why you must not forget what God has done for you. That's why you must follow after his word so that he will keep you in the place that you need to be. That's why you need to know that there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's why you need to understand that his name is an excellent name above any other. You need to know when you call on him, he can do something about it. I'm getting too excited tonight. What's he say? The next verse 10. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. There will be a day when they'll bow. He said also that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So every knee is going to bow. The angels are going to bow. Humanity is going to bow. And the very demons in hell. They understand who he is. So when you look at the scripture, you study the scripture. And the life of Christ while he was on earth. You find that he spent his time Make a tr- making a tremendous difference in the lives of people. You see, understand this. He was where the people were, Brother Howard. That's where the needs were. 
We'll talk about some of them tonight. But that's where the needs were, Elder. That's, he knew, amen, the people had needs. And he was there to minister to those needs. That's why you and I need to understand, amen, in our services, the importance of our praise, our worship, and inviting him in because when he comes in, when his presence comes in, anything can happen. Amen. Jesus displayed genuine compassion for those that were hurting people. And he also displayed power as we read. Amen. Do you get excited about when the sick folks were healed? How many gets excited about that? I like reading about that. I like to read about the disease that was healed. They were cleansed. I like to read the part where he said, where he, where the sins are forgiven people. I, I like to read that because you're not just looking at a man. You are looking at God manifesting a flesh. Amen. Speaking the word. God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I love the name of Jesus. Luke 4 and verse 18. Notice what the word of the Lord says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. How many believes the poor needs to be preached to? How many, how many would consider, consider yourself a little, a, a little light of the shekels today? Shekels is money. Amen. How many would like to have more money than what you got right now? Amen. Pray, Lord, I could use a, I could, I could use a few more green, greenbacks, Lord. There's a lot of people that are poor. He said he came to minister to those that are poor. Everybody say poor. They deserve to have the gospel preached to them. So look, let, let me just say this in, in a kind of a, a deal. Saturday we had our men's prayer breakfast. Amen. Men's prayer breakfast. And we had eight. Brother Doug went and picked up eight of our gentlemen down here that they minister to on Wednesdays and take food to and things of that nature. Eight of them came to our prayer breakfast. Amen. They came to our prayer breakfast. Now, they, we, we had prayer. They were here at prayer. Some of them get up, need a smoke break and things like that. So they'd go out way over on the parking lot. Didn't want to didn't smoke out here. Amen. They, they were too afraid lightning might strike. So they went on over across the parking lot. And then they came back in and we had a good time with them. You know, don't, don't, don't thumb your nose at somebody. Amen. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what's going on in their life. Amen. So take on the, take on the attitude of Christ. And he said, I've come. Amen. That I can preach to the poor. They need the gospel. What's he, what else did he say here? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. How many have ever had a broken heart? Have you ever had a broken heart? How many remembers when you were young? Back then, they call it puppy love. How many ever remembers puppy love? How many ever remembers somebody that you had an eye on, but they didn't notice you? And then all of a sudden they started dating somebody else and you got a broken heart. You know what I'm talking about. 
But there's a lot of things that happen in families, broken. Broken families, broken lives. And he says, you know what, I'm not going to avoid them. See, he knows that nothing's too hard with him. So no matter what your brokenness is over, he said, I can heal that. How many believes that tonight? He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And then he goes on to say, and to proclaim liberty to the captives. Liberty to the captives. Amen. In other words, amen, no matter what you're, in my terms today, no matter what you're bound with, no matter what chains have you bound, whatever it might be, whether it's, it's alcohol, drugs, promiscuous kind of lifestyles, whatever has you bound, he said, I have come to set them free. And how many will admit tonight that that's exactly what he done? Oh, clap your hands and praise him. And then he says, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Oppressed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's going to be liberty. Uh, I don't know how you feel tonight, but but I, I just know when I, when I get in those places, I just know I can depend on Him. When those moments arise in my life, I know I can call on the name of Jesus. And He is there to set me free. Praise God. Let me tell you right now, don't be afraid. No matter what you're going through, call, try it. Call on his name. Listen for him because it's a powerful name. Once again, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. No? So the Lord came. He came. Why? To bring, to bring the gospel to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. To bring freedom to those that are bound. To bring sight to the blind. To free those who are oppressed. He came. So if you look at all that, why did he come? He came to show compassion on humanity. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you have compassion? Are you a compassionate person? Mine's going to a song. I can't remember it all, but it said he had compassion on me. Touched my eyes, now I see. Healed my feet, now I walk in his way. You remember that song? Oh, Sister, Sister Murray. That's, that's your time. <laughs> Do you remember that? Does anybody remember that song? Some of y'all remember because you were singing it with me. My memory's not the best. Do you, do you guys remember that song? You don't remember that song? Oh, man, he had, he had compassion on me. Amen. What a, what a song, a beautiful, older song 
that we would sing. Uh, just an absolutely gorgeous song. And you, you guys, you uh, senior citizens are going to have to sing that song one of these days. Amen. One of those old songs. Amen. So he came to show compassion upon us. Amen. And, and to, to use his authority and to use his power to set people free from their sins. What a mighty God we serve. Mark, the second chapter, there's a story that unfolds here. Jesus come walking through and he tells Levi, he walks past Levi and he looks at Levi, Brother Howard, he says, come on Levi, follow me. Now Levi, he's like Zacchaeus, he's a tax collector. Hmm, people don't like tax collectors. Hold your wallet, they're fixing to come for more. He's a tax collector. And Jesus was eating with them. Now notice what it says in Mark 2, 16, 17. And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors, plural, and sinners, they said in a condescending way to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners. Bless God. Uh, stop there for a moment. Once again, don't ever look down your nose at somebody when they're dealing with sinners and they're dealing with people that don't know the Lord. Right? Come on. When Jesus heard it, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician. How many, how many knows that to be true? If you're well, you don't need a physician. You don't need a doctor. But it's those who are sick that are not well that need a doctor. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In other words, that's why we get in the Word of God. That's why we read about the life of Christ. Why? Because we want to know this. We want to know. We want to know, look, amen, it's not all about me. I'm filled with the Spirit. My life's been changed. The blood's covered my life. Amen. So I'm going to stay plugged in. And when somebody's trying to get a hold of somebody that needs forgiveness of their sin, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be flooding the air with my prayer requests all the time. I'm going to be praying for that sinner. I'm going to be praying for that, that individual that's spiritually sick, that needs a Savior, that needs what the world can't do for them. They need to know the Lord, the one whose name is Jesus, that can do something for them. So I say praise the Lord. Amen. Man, those who are well need no position. Those who are sick, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. So Jesus, <laughs> Jesus came, came to save, amen, those who need saving. <laughs> amen. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, he came to save the lost. John 10, 10 through 11. <laughs> Praise God. That makes me, I better check my phone, make sure it's off. Because if my phone goes off, it'll wake the dead. Oh, it wasn't off. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whew. Hallelujah. Amen. So John 10, 10 through 11. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. Here's what Jesus said. Follow that with this. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. See, that was his mission. To came to seek a save that which was lost. Those that need a savior. I came to give them a new life. A new vision, a new hope. A new destination. Right? This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue, right? Amen. That's what it's all about. We know one day, one of these days, we're going to go, right? Amen. It's a, it's a for sure thing. You're, you're going to go either by way of the grave or in the rapture if you're still alive. Amen. Either way, if you allow, allow yourself to live for God the way you should, no problem, right? Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. He wants to give people life more abundantly. That is the will of God. What's he going to say? He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He came. He became the sacrificial lamb. He was bruised. He was broken. He shed his blood for you and I. He took our place. I'm just glad for that tonight. Clap your hands and praise him for it right now. Amen. So we have to understand, when you look at the life of Christ, you see, amen, the first aspect of his ministry that you and I need to get a hold of is the ministry of compassion. We can never have the revival that God wants us to have unless we first have compassion, right? How many agrees with that tonight? No matter how busy we are, no, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter, no matter you know, what the situation is at work or, or wherever or what's going on in your family, you need to realize the first thing is I must have compassion. Now you say, why is that important? Well, because before you got here, he had compassion on you. I'm glad he had compassion on me. You know why? Because he could have just let me go to hell. He could just decide, you know, that's it, done, we're done. But that's not his will. Amen. And so he always displayed, when you, when, you, when you look at this, you will see as you study out the scripture and the word of God, amen, that he always had genuine, he displayed this genuine compassion toward those who were in need. 
those that were hurting, those that were lost, those that were without a shepherd. Amen. Remember the Bible talking about, you know, the shepherd, there was one sheep that was lost. He left the 99 in the house or in the, in the fold and he went out to look for that one sheep. Once again, he said, it, the, 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 the well don't need a doctor, right? The well don't need a doctor. It's those that are sick. Amen. Amen. Those 99 sheep, they were safe in the fold. And so he said, all right, they're safe. Now I'm going out here to find the one that's lost. Right? Amen. So hurting, lost, without a shepherd, those that are sick. Amen. Those that are sick. It could be sick. It could be sick spiritually, sick physically, whatever it might be. We need a message of compassion to them when we talk to them that says, I know, I know somebody that can touch your life. His name is Jesus. He came seeking people just like you for the purpose of saving them. Do you know there's a lot of people in our world today that are tormented by sin? Do you know there's a lot of people out there that don't want to be living the life that they're living, but in their mind they're like, I, I don't know what to do about this. That's where you and I come in. Amen. Because we've plugged into the life of Christ and we've come into that place to where we say, you know what? Amen. What he has done for people and what he's invested in my life and how he's changed my life, I need to, I need to sit and do the same thing with those around me. I need to let that go forth and let, let, let myself show compassion. You know what? Jesus will love us regardless of where we have been or what we have done. People have not done something so bad that God can't rescue them. How many, how many can agree with that and say, Pastor, I, man, you're right. He didn't have to save me, but he did. He didn't have to love me, but he did. How many's ever looked back over your life and you've looked and said, oh man, thank God that he, he came into the picture. Thank God he came into the picture. Why? Because if he hadn't have, I could see my, I could see my, my future was not going to be one that was going to be well. Let me stop and tell you, as a child of God, we need to, we need to invest ourselves into the life of Christ. That's what I'm talking about tonight. We need to invest ourselves in the life of Christ. Why? Because if we want to reach people, we got to study what was important to him. Now, that's, that's simple. That's nothing... That's Einstein. That's nothing. You know, that's no Einstein. But what it says is, take the time to reach for people. 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 Reach for people. Jesus did. 
Pharisees and all them, they'd try to get him hung up on something somewhere, but he always outsmarted them, outwitted them. He'd say something over here, and then he'd say, well, you say it over there. It's like Sarah, remember? In the tent, kind of laughing. <laughs> nah, ain't going to happen. I'm beyond my years. Next thing you know, that is, Sarah, why'd you laugh? I think that would get your attention, wouldn't it? Why'd you laugh? Amen. Compassion. Compassion. We will try to delve into this next week, the word compassion. Compassion. What does that mean? Why is it important? How can I apply it to my life? Folks, let me just say this before, before we stand. Remember, we're never, we're never too old to show compassion. And you know what? Let me say this. I'm saying this gently, okay? But younger people have a tendency to kind of be so, so in their own little world that they forget about other people being around them that need a word of positivity, hope, somebody that can give them a glimpse that, you know, this is what God can do for you. How many believe that? Amen. We're going to have a seniors get together tomorrow night. And I'm having a senior moment right now. Huh? Taco. That's it. Taco bar. Taco bar. Taco bar. Mine's going to be a taco salad. Young people, let me tell you, older folks, they just kind of, sometimes the older they get, people, people kind of forget about them. So sometimes it's nice just to show yourself friendly to them and ask them how they're doing. Right? I went to see Sister Phyllis today. I tried to call Sister Michelle, but she was gabbing on the phone or something because she didn't pick up. So I said, well, if she don't want to know what I got to say, I'm not leaving her a voicemail. <laughs> but as I walked in that room, and here I remember, me and my wife was talking about it years ago. We had a prophecy crusade, Richard Hurd, at the New Miami High School gymnasium. You remember that, Sister Fred? I think you all set it up. New Miami High School, you're having a senior moment too. <laughs> Richard Hurd, prophecy conference at New Miami High School many moons ago. And that's where Sister Phyllis got the Holy Ghost. So now she's got a, she's sick and had an issue, had to go to the hospital. She wasn't waking up and she, uh, uh, dementia, and, uh, Alzheimer's, I believe. Is it full-blown Alzheimer's or just dementia? Dementia. But it's pretty bad. But anyway, I walked in the room today and there was Somebody from the hospital in there, and they were giving her some juice, and, 
and I walked in and and uh, didn't have to wear my mask. Thank you, Jesus. I walked in, you know, because sometimes some places you got to wear, they just can't make up their mind, you know, where they do or don't. But anyway, I walked in and I I, I introduced myself to the lady that was there, and I said, uh, I am a, uh, I'm her preacher. I said that way because people, yeah, preacher. And so I said, hey, Sister Phyllis. And she kind of turned looked at me and had this little crack of a smile. And I'm like, well, not for sure if you really know who I am. <laughs> but I like that smile. And then she would answer some questions, stuff like that. But a lot of us have been, a lot of our families, my mom, different people, you get older and it's almost like your kids forget about you. They don't come to see you. I'll leave it there. That's why as a church it's so important. Like our seniors get together tonight or tomorrow night. And then last night we had a wonderful group that showed up for our Spanish Bible study. And, uh, and my wife invited somebody that works with Brother Howard. And he had been, he's been working on the whole group. And she came last night to the Bible study. And uh, I kind of fooled her. When I shook her hand, I said, Dios le bendiga. She just kind of perked up like, oh, man, he knows Spanish. I'm like, nah. I learned one phrase and that's it. Brother, Brother Bobby won't teach me no more. Actually, Brother Bobby says your brain won't handle anymore. <laughs> Let's stand together. But we need to have compassion on this world. Young, old, sick, well, no matter who it is, we need to have compassion on them. Amen. So I, I uh, encourage you tonight to let the presence of God work through you. Get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Begin to study in those gospels the life of Christ and then let's start emulating that let's start letting that affect us to the point that it comes out of us you believe that tonight oh somebody shout hallelujah praise God what a mighty God we serve Lord God we thank you tonight we thank you for the hope that we have in you we thank you Lord Jesus for your goodness your mercy your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. We are honored, Lord God, amen, and humbled, amen, to know you as our Savior, to know you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to know you as the Savior of the world, to know you as the sacrifice and the blood that was shed on Golgotha's heel on Calvary. I pray, God, tonight, let each and every one of us understand the importance and make it a priority to study your life and be determined that we are going to show forth those things in our lives on an everyday fashion. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. We praise you for it. One more time, would you just clap your hands and thank God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Folks, we are blessed. We are blessed. Amen.
May the power of God go with you. May His presence be upon you. And may His word be in your mouth that you can speak the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, all the seniors.